0: Hi Wagoneers, it's Hilary H. Baum, Livingston Butler. I am um, was going to try to be on this week, but I'm in Galveston with some of my college friends and uh, their families, and the Wi-Fi is a little spotty here, so I thought, you know, I'm just going to send an audio postcard because all of y'all should send one in as well. It's really easy. Anyway, I'm here in Galveston for the long weekend. Um, Galveston is a Hmm. Sometimes pretty beach in the coast of uh Texas. It's a little bit of a trek, but we have a really good time. And as I told the LRB chat that I planned on being drunk sixty five percent of the time, and I've pretty much accomplished that. Um, I'm you know I'm a MOSA in this morning, but um, you know, we're having a good time. There's fourteen people in our house, I believe. Um eight of those being children so we're pretty much just you know hoping that the children actually entertain each other and we don't really have to uh, deal with them because that's what I'm doing right now (laughs) I'm a really good mom anyway I hope y'all are having a good weekend um hopefully it's a long weekend um but I will see y'all or you'll hear my voice next week um (laughs) what baby all right a child interrupt me all right how out
1: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the show birthed from the listenership of the canceled commercial radio show turned podcast, Too Beautiful to Live, but we are now mostly our own thing. Uh, I am Michael Andrew Frizzell, also known as Drew McFrizz, the jail dude. I am the longest running co-broken of LRB, coming to you from the, uh, I guess we're still in the Yokohama Tires, Deer Blind Studios, I'm still trying that one out, haven't heard from them yet. Uh, Mountain Room in Manchac, Texas, my co-host this Sunday morning from east to west from uh, Stick and Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. It's Danger and with a plan, Lenholm. Good morning, Ann.
2: Good morning, Mike. I'm very excited for this show.
1: I think we've slapped a real show together. I mean, I came this morning just thinking uh, we don't have anything because this, this week of TVTL was nothing but Darn if we didn't slap something together real fast that I mm-hmm. think I think everyone's gonna gonna like when we're all through. It's gonna be good. Yeah, it should be. And from the uh pile of dirt studios in Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good morning, kid. How are you? Hello. Uh oh, it's nice to have you joining us more yeah, often lately. It's early. It's
2: <laughs>
1: very early on the on the West Coast. We appreciate um you making the effort. My sleep number is only a 75 today.
2: Oh, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we will linger about our business like we always do and then do a quick recap of TPTL this week, probably quicker than ever, because let's face it, what the fuck happened this week? Besides, they went to the fair, which was kind of fun, and and Anne's going to get us up on that. Uh, We'll keep some house and let you know how to get involved um the business desk and is here so i assume and is uh handling business
2: i am i've got business under control Mm -hmm. um we have been waiting a little while mike you've had a story that you said would keep until until we had some time to tell it and as christy is here you said this seemed like a good time to talk about your most recent question mark (laughs) panic attack
1: yeah um I have been a pretty emotionally stable person my entire life. And by that, I don't mean uh, I don't have emotional problems. I just mean that I'm able to control them and suppress them like a good Scandinavian. Exactly. uh, Man, (laughs) stuff it down. Stuff it down. (laughs) Just keep it stuffed down. Um, And it was only in uh, recent years and only after the. I don't know if it was all this but the the many health problems that that Emily and I had and the financial problems and you know the all that was brought on by that and have the changing houses and all the bullshit. Um I had a I I started having I I don't want to say, you know, I I don't want to be too too dramatic about this, I started having panic attacks like I have them all the time. I had a I think two panic attacks in the house in Kyle within like a year and a half or however long we live there, and I may have had one here in Manchester but the the point is that it's it's like a yearly or every other year thing, and it's it's usually stress related seems stress related. Um, it was uh it was about six weeks ago, maybe a little bit before my um, before I came out for the picnic. And it was a Wednesday morning, and our um, our housekeeper was coming in like she does every other Wednesday, and I had to go get money for her or something. And I was handling – I had a – my my car was dead. My battery was dead, and my car was in the driveway, and I was on the phone with the insurance company, and, and it wasn't working, their automated system. You know how they try to guide you into the automated system? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when, you know, you just start – at one point, you're just screaming, person, somebody, <laughs> voice, you know,
2: representative. <laughs>
1: right. And I was getting into that mode and I'm kind of starting to sweat a little bit or whatever. I'm like, God damn, this is driving me nuts. And um, oh, oh, here's the thing. I was stressed because I still had a lot more stuff to do before Alice arrived. Like uh, we have to. Um, you know, you have to clean your house before your housekeeper comes <laughs> so that she can yes. clean your house properly. And, you know, I have to take care of the bunny. Uh, I have to move him to his what we call his summer home, which is a smaller cage in a different part of the house so that she can, you know, clean his area and, and all that stuff. And it, it's it's hard for a guy on sticks to to do this because the bun don't want to be caught when he don't want to be caught. Mm-hmm. You can pet him all day when it's, you know, low-stress situation, but we need to catch him. Because the housekeeper's coming, he's like, "No, he ain't having it." <laughs> <laughs>
0: and
1: it's hard for me to like lumber around the the his cage and chase him. You know, it's 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 comical. I'm sure it's comical, but Undignified. I still had <laughs> right. <laughs> I still had that to do, and the reason I need to get my car fixed because I could go so I could uh, take my car out and and go get her money and anyway. And I'm sure I had work to do, and it was it was just stressful. So. I hang up on, I think I was trying to go through, like, my car warranty. My I have an extended warranty, like used car warranty. I was trying to go through them, and that wasn't working. I was trying to go through State Farm, and that wasn't working. And I kept hanging up on one and trying to go to the other. And at one point, I was in the State Farm system, and some hold music came on. And um, it was very familiar hold music. It was like... Mm -hmm. i know the exact one (laughs) you know that one and it was and i just i had a panic attack and the reason i I did it was the final trigger because i kind of felt it you know i kind of felt like this is this is all becoming too much for my crippled little ass you know like (laughs) i should be bigger than this moment but but i'm not and it's getting on top of me and and that hold music came on and uh Emily came in from her office and she like put her hand on my shoulder and I, I like sweated through my shirt and my hoodie or whatever. And she's like, what's going on? You know, the whole music was the whole music from the hospital where I had all oh, my no. surgeries done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so it threw me back in the hospital.
2: Aww. That is entirely understandable.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Right, mm-hmm. right, right. I I mean, usually when I have one of these things, Emily's like, yeah, do you need to, you know, get some counseling? This time she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody would have a little panic attack there. But, you know, so, but this time, you know, the more you have of them and this is, like I said, the third or fourth one, Um, it's it's awful. They don't get any better. But your recognition in the moment that it is what it is does help. Yeah. You know, cause like it seems hopeless and, and awful and, and whatever, but I've had this before and, and I was okay afterwards. So, um, Christy, you're, you're the resident panic attack expert, right?
3: Well, I've only had one official one. I've had anxiety attacks, but uh-huh. a panic attack is a whole different species. But I had one in, I think it was January and I, legitimately thought I was having a heart attack like I was googling signs oh. of women heart attacks you know doing all these google searches and of course everything I read I would get
1: <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, here we go well, I my mouth wasn't dry right like 10 and, then ago, yeah. and then it is yeah
3: and then I finally just um, we were taking uh, dropped Ellie um, off at school and then I just burst out in tears, and I was like, Jeremy, I, I need to go to the hospital. Like, I think I'm having a heart attack. So he, he rushed me to the ER, and I wasn't. And then $5,000 later, Oof. I had a panic wow, attack. i <laughs> fell for that scam. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. The old fake heart attack right. scam.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, it's been great. Great.
1: Oh, the bill, the bill would... Give me the right, and they kept coming there because
3: there's some kind of healthcare scam where the doctor, the the actual room at the emergency room is one cost. The doc, and then each doctor that comes in, each nurse, each test comes in on a separate bill. So then you spend, <sighs> Mike. I'm sure you did this. You spend weeks telling them, no, this was covered under the original deductible because I already paid the five thousand, so I should be done. So you have to like have them keep resubmitting bills over and over again. So that's awesome. Mm. I,
1: I can't take any credit for any of that bullshit because even even when we were when we, we were going through the worst of Emily's stuff, she was still handling all yeah. that shit. Because <laughs> thankfully she didn't lose any mental function. Because, um, I, I was capable of handling a lot of the financial stuff and and personal stuff, but the medical, um, I, I would. <sighs> I would get mad really fast.
3: Yeah, it's overwhelming.
1: <laughs> really. Yeah, and yeah, if for, for I know intellectually I could handle it. I could figure it out. And and I can, but I can't. It makes me yeah. so <laughs> mad that I won't, you know. That's
2: how I feel about AV equipment, like hooking up yes. stereos and TVs and cable and stuff. Like, I can do it. I just absolutely don't want to deal <laughs> mm-hmm. with it. Right,
1: right, right. This is why we're adults and we can pay other people to <laughs> do shit mm-hmm. or, get, get, or get married to somebody who will do it if you have to.
3: That I mean, there should be or maybe there is a job where you do that for people that calling the medical stuff the problem is that you can't really charge i mean you could mm-hmm. but like that's just another charge that people have to do
1: yeah
2: i don't know i've only been to the er once and it was when i was in college so i assume any bills <laughs> went to my dad i'm only aware of the ambulance bill but other than that i don't know maybe he had really ambulance good insurance. yeah
1: what did you, you, know you the day? ambulance ride?
2: oh have i ne- never told this story i don't
1: think I'm so not sure
2: I suppose this is kind of a good day to tell it, since we're light on TBTL. Um, <laughs> Let's go.
1: I, I'm giving you the the roll, you know the the rolling signal. All
2: right. <laughs> I went to the emergency room in my sophomore year of college. I could even find out what exact night it was. It was a Sunday night. It was. I was listening to the second presidential debate between Bill Clinton and Bob Dole. <laughs> So we could find out the exact date if we wanted to. So it was like September or October or something. I was doing homework and listening, and I started to feel like I needed to barf. You get a little touch of the stomach flu or whatever. You know how it is. You go, you throw up, you feel better. And then half an hour later, started to feel a little barfy again. Went and threw up, felt better. Half an hour later, went and threw up again, did not feel better, felt worse. And then I threw up again and then i threw up again and then i threw up again and by that time it was my stomach was empty so it was mm-hmm. just like you know air and a little yeah like stomach acid so i would say around the 7th or 8th time i threw up i felt a warm gush at the back of my oh, mouth oh, oh, oh. and i started throwing up blood <gasps> Uh, Yeah, this is a good story. And uh, my roommate was a nursing student. And so I asked someone to go get her. (laughs) She came in and she you know how um, nurses usually say they have like one thing that they don't like, 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 Uh, I don't like poop, or I can't handle mucus, or you know, I don't like vomit or whatever. She was not high on the vomit. So she was like, are you okay? Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm throwing up blood. And she said, we're going to the hospital. So it turned out to be a big thing because we were only like six blocks away from the Cleveland Clinic Hospital complex. Mm -hmm. But two 19-year-olds cannot walk through Cleveland uh, at midnight on a Sunday by themselves. So she thought she would get an escort Uh, from campus and they said we can't transport anybody who is bleeding or vomiting so they called an ambulance and it took me to the hospital and I had my stomach pumped
3: what was was wrong
2: super good what the doctor said was there's a flap at the top of your esophagus called the esophageal sphincter, mm-hmm. which is like a trap door. So it's a one-way door that like opens to let food in, mm-hmm. and then it closes so the food doesn't come out. But when you throw up, you force it open the other way. And I had thrown up so much and so violently that it actually tore that flap. Mm. So that bled down into my stomach, which made me... More nauseated, so I threw up again, so that aggravated the tear, so it bled down into the stomach, and it was just kind of a, a vicious cycle, mm-hmm. so they had to pump everything out of my stomach and then test it to make sure that I wasn't actually bleeding inside my stomach.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It was super fun let me tell you
3: were <laughs> they did they keep um asking you if you were had you drink are you drunk
2: yes. Yeah. They asked me, every single medical professional asked me two questions. One was, have you been drinking? And can you guess what the other one was? Hmm. It was, could you possibly be pregnant? Oh, yep. And I was like, well, if we believe in immaculate conception, (laughs) then yes. (laughs) Otherwise, no. So I spent a night in the ER and they sent me home with like, suppository medication that i refused to take i'm like i'm not putting yeah. medicine up my butt unless it's absolutely necessary mm. and it was you know it was fine and then i went home in the morning i called my mother to tell her what happened and i said i had to go to the er and get my stomach pumped and she said oh honey and then i just was like <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's when i just completely lost yeah. it like mommy <laughs>
1: Man, you had to be really scared, though. I mean, that's awful. I don't
2: know. I don't remember. Now, my roommate, the nursing student, was totally psyched about the whole thing because in her class, they hadn't gotten to see any stomach pumping yet. So she got to watch a new medical procedure. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, if we could be a little more sensitive about this, that would be great.
3: (laughs) Well, I know in our our
1: chat, uh, Emily and uh, Amy... I'm sorry, um, Barb and Amy are, were both. I mean, they they broke off to a separate chat with me when they hit the the things about uh, amputees in their studies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, they're they're like, ooh, you know, <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> yeah, here, here we go.
3: Did they ever figure out why you were puking? Did you have the
2: stomach flu? Um, no, because I wasn't sick. Uh, any other way. It was just the trung up. Now when I tell you this next piece of information you're going to say ah okay. was that we did go to Taco Bell that day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so a touch of food poisoning?
2: Possibly but we got the same thing. Mm. We both got tacos except she got hard shell tacos and I got Soft shell tacos. So, like, can you get food poisoning from a flour tortilla?
1: I don't think you can get food poisoning from Taco Bell because it's not food. I think you can get sick from it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's the best they could ever come up with was that you know I just reacted poorly to mm-hmm. the Taco Bell. Uh, any more medical talk that we need to go through today? I don't think so. I don't think so. Christy, on the um, Friday show, oh, I forgot we should promo the Friday show. It was fun. Listen to it. Uh, On the Friday show, you told us about the construction going on where all of a sudden one day you came home from work and the green belt behind your house was completely plowed and how they had moved a giant mountain of dirt behind your house. And I want to hear the update. Okay.
3: (laughs) Um and did I say that the mountain of dirt appeared after Jeremy called
2: yes the police the
3: city mm-hmm. the county the construction guy like all of it um
2: oh not a phone call a series of phone series calls series of
3: phone, every every department kept pushing him to another
2: oh okay yeah.
3: <laughs> no one else it's and <laughs> we're
0: <laughs>
3: and we're in the um we're in county we're not com- we're not officially in a city so no one wants to deal with it mhm so right now all of the dirt has been moved um luckily they did it yesterday i thought that we would get at least a two day break maybe even three with labor day um and now there's a giant pile of rocks which we don't understand what's going to happen there they haven't lit- there's supposed to be 18 houses that pop up in this area And they haven't laid any kind of, um, water situation. Um, so I don't know what they think they're doing or, I mean, we haven't, we don't know the plans or whatever. And I,
2: I just, I mean, it's Seattle. It rains all the time. They just give them rain barrels.
3: (laughs) There's also, which we, we, um did some bobbying to figure out what might be going on. But there's this house that we call the mansion and it's this very out of place, giant brick house that's on the property and it is still standing, but I don't think anyone's in there. I think they're making it look like people are in there so that the tweakers that live down the street don't come and live in there.
2: Oh, that's not the one that we pass every time we drive to your house. That's like on the opposite side of the street before you turn into your street. No, but it has the
3: exact same model, floor plan, but across the street.
2: Okay, because that one, that one looks under construction all the time too, right? Yes,
3: yes. (laughs) Yes. They painted and I think people have moved back into it just recently. But yeah, they always have work trucks. Um, But this one, like... Lights go on and it looks like TVs at night, but I don't think anyone's actually in there. Um, And what we found out from county records is that the person who bought it in like 1990 bought three acres of land and then sold all of it a couple months ago, including the house. So they're probably... they're set for life. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, they sold it. I don't remember what... It was like at least three to five million dollars just for the land mm. so that's a lot of green belts yeah that's. A, it was 60,000 square feet of um whatever they call that
1: Seattle adjacent real estate is yeah. what they like to call <laughs> yeah. it on the market
3: <laughs> I mean that they that they took down they they called it like troubled troubled greenery or something, that all the trees were going to fall down. I'm like, yeah, with with a chainsaw, everything's going to fall (laughs) down. The trees were
1: complaining all the time. (laughs) We're about to fall down.
3: Um, Help us. The other story is that we wanted to steal some of that dirt because we have these three raised planter boxes um, and they've just been empty. So um, we were going to fill it with soil. Jeremy decided that he had to do it that night when the pile was right in front of our house um he had no help two buckets and that's it and he also um oh yeah i guess a shovel too he had not eaten that day because why would you it was about 90 degrees with humidity and he had not drank any water
1: did did you know did you know before he went out there that this was his state his no. physical state he always okay.
3: is like i say did you eat today? Because he's like, oh, I am really, I don't feel so good. I'm like, did you eat? Mm-hmm. And he goes, mm, I had lunch yesterday. Okay, well, that's it, dum-dum. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's start with the most basic. Um, so I didn't know that. I didn't know that until later. But I was in the house doing stuff and um, Ellie came running out and she's like, daddy needs you, daddy needs you. And so ran out there. He's laying in the grass. He has... No shirt on he's covered in dirt and he's just like puking but like just like spit is hanging out of his mouth and he can't like <laughs> I'm saying what what's wrong he can't like understand words and so I was like okay we're done we are done you we're done for the day and I start like picking the things up and then I was going to spray him with the hose uh-huh. and he's like oh fine I'm fine I'm fine and so he like stands up and then I was like, okay, that that's good. We're done. We don't need to be doing this anymore. And then I, he said, okay, I promise, I promise, I promise. And he gets up and he sprays himself with the hose and seems to be doing better. I bring out a giant thing of water for him to drink. So he drinks all that. And then I come back out and he's doing it again. <laughs> Laying in the grass, puking, covered in dirt because he wanted to finish.
2: Of course. <laughs> is right. sounds like a g- case of like heat exhaustion oh me. yeah
3: it 100 percent was heat exhaustion he's like i think i have heat stroke so he started googling the thing and i was like let's just stop googling things and let's take care of take care of it like get you cold i mean because he was hallucinating yeah. um he, yeah. he wow he wouldn't eat because he was throwing up uh-huh but he was drinking water and then I think he decided that he needed to go on a walk again um, later that night. (laughs) And I told him he wasn't allowed to go on a walk.
2: (laughs) This man has no sense of self-preservation.
3: Not at all. So, um, yeah. I bet it makes him fun. (laughs) But we got free dirt. It's not fun when yeah. he's just like whining because, you know, man flu. He's just like, oh, right. my whole body hurts. like laying in bed trying to sleep as he's whining that. And I'm like, oh, I wonder why.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nurse Christy, you're so sympathetic. <sighs> you know?
3: I tried to stop it many, many times. He did that to himself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So... I'm I'm not putting any of this on you, Christie. I'm putting most of it on Jeremy. Let me go back to the core issue, which is the complaining about the um what's going on back there, you know, calling all the different places mm-hmm. and wanting to get things, you know, um done right. And then what is the response, you know, when you don't get that? It's to steal. It's to you know, then commit a crime.
3: Well, we have seen multiple people just pull trailers and trucks up to this dirt and take it. I saw...
1: I... I've Oh, okay. And this, also, I think it's watch just... Watch people jump off a bridge. <laughs> you know, am I going to do that? I don't know.
3: I think it... I Okay, Javert. I think that it's kind of a pride thing now. We can be like, well, at least we stole from that those bastards or whatever I,
1: I'm not saying yeah I'm not saying I wouldn't do the exact thing but I mean uh, the stealing part of it but I I probably wouldn't have done the complaining part of it I just would have done oh. the stealing part Oh Well of the it.
3: reason why we are complaining is because they were still working at 7:30 at night which right. there's a bunch of kids they stole they took away our fence and said we're not fixing it until November so when you have dogs that's a concern um Yeah and the dust was getting into our house because they just, they weren't wetting it down. So those were the main concerns.
1: So if it had been something besides a pile of dirt, let's say they had decided to stack all of their lumber uh, in that spot, mm-hmm. um, would you have helped yourself? Well, is it you, good lumber? Sorry, would Jeremy? Yeah, the good stuff. The stuff well, they were going to use.
3: So... I have to tell you, this was my idea to steal it.
1: To steal it, okay?
3: Yeah. So.
1: Well, I didn't want to put it on you.
2: This is Robin Hooding, right? Really, okay. it's stealing from the rich to give to yourself. Right. I mean, if it which was- I've
1: done. I mean, it's not. It's not like, you know, I'm not. You know, I can't. I'm the last person that could cast stones, but, uh, but you know, you know, let's not be let's not be righteous, and then. Steel, no, but.
3: the lumber I wouldn't because it wouldn't be bringing dust into the house, and but okay, I maybe gotcha. I would I because gotcha. we do have a cool outdoor fireplace. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah.
1: There, there'd be some debate. There'd be yes. some discussion. <laughs> yeah. It's on the table. Yeah, are we going to steal some lumber? Let's uh, uh, pros and but cons. That's a hundred percent me. Okay, that's not Jerry. Good, good to hear, boss. Sorry, I accused you. <laughs> Eat some of that fucking free pizza that I never get a part of every Friday.
2: Right. I don't know. I think it goes to show Jeremy's moral weakness that he allows him to himself to be bossed around that way. To Maybe. be coerced into breaking the law. Is it breaking the law, really? It's just dirt. Is it their dirt? No. The dirt yes. doesn't belong to them. The dirt's in yes. the field. The dirt Shh. came from Yeah. <laughs> came from the God trees, the- gave us the dirt. <laughs> the earth okay. belongs to
1: everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> all right when when was this was it last night that this happened
3: no it when did that happen is that wednesday, wednesday night yep wednesday oh okay okay
2: was jeremy good for work the next day was he okay in
1: the morning
3: he whined a lot but yes
1: what defines okay is is different in any situation <laughs>
3: so. He did report to me all day how much water he had drank, though. Good. So that's good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> good. Got to put that back.
2: Well, thank you for that update, yeah. <laughs> Christy. That was highly enlightening. Yes. Uh, as as for my business, I just want to say that as of Friday, the new season of The Great British Baking Show dropped on Netflix. Unfortunately... They are releasing one show a week.
3: Oh, I hate that. I mean, it's
2: just like regular TV, but I can't binge it all. But all the episodes are there. You can see them in the Netflix. It's just it says coming September 6th under the next one. So I can't click on it. And this is just mean. Oh, that's not good. Is it good so far? Ah, You never
3: know what the first
2: episode mm-hmm. you gotta wait and get going and see how the personalities develop so would but... you
3: ever wait until all of it or can you not wait no no
2: <laughs> normally i'm very good at waiting mm-hmm. i i'm not one of those people that has to jump on it right away but this show is different i need to see this i've already watched it one and a half times is so... this
1: your only show that's like this for you yes That you just can't
2: that i can't wait yeah, yeah. basically
1: hmm
2: makes me happy i recommend it
1: you don't stockpile heroin you 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 get your
2: exactly i mean what if you died and there would be (laughs) all that heroin that you hadn't (laughs) used (laughs)
1: yeah what was wrong with me that i didn't use all that heroin uh
2: before we get into the week in review let's do if you throw your phones (gasps) guys no throw your phones what? No throw your
1: phones. Let me look at the sheet. No throw your <laughs> uh, Okay. Under general throw your phones. Uh, let's see. We have from nobody, from <laughs> nowhere, nothing. Okay. Topical. Okay. These are the ones we'll, we'll mix into the different categories. Except
2: um
3: uh, Are there a couple of people on vacation? Whew. Are know. they together?
2: Maybe it's a holiday week. I mean, mm. we usually have sort of
3: two to three usual suspects that email us about every show. Yeah.
1: Do we need to like order a pizza a over to Ellen's place? <laughs> you know, to
3: <laughs> Ellen, Sam, Justina. Where are um, you guys? Somebody can answer. Are you them? together? Hello. <laughs> They're all hanging out without us.
1: Are they okay? Aww. Did the Slack channel get them? <laughs> God! have they been kidnapped
2: um i think we probably agree that it's more a comment on the content of tbtl for this week
1: i'll agree with yeah that. it's a very tame week you know it wasn't mm-hmm. i mean i wouldn't say boring i really i would just no, say it, it was... was relaxing kind of i don't mm-hmm. know
2: <laughs> it was more about Traveling when they're on the road, it's just seems like the show is about the traveling yeah. uh-huh. instead of about anything else. So,
3: well, and they were at a conference the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Like they would do the conference and then go and
2: record the show, yeah. But this is more than Andrew usually does, normally, he's just at home all right. by himself, right? <laughs> Should have been... Yeah, more. Well, why don't you kick us off, Christy, okay. and we'll see. We'll see what we can say about this week.
3: Okay. Um, our first topic is event planning is difficult, I must say. <laughs> I love the titles. Um, <laughs> so the 3,000 show, we we touched on this a little bit um, on the Friday show, which you should listen to. Uh, the 3,000 show tickets went on sale. There's maybe 40 tickets in Orlando. I think, what, what did they say? 300 in Seattle? Something like that. Because they talked about how Rebar had 250, and so they upped it by 50. So 300. And then we don't know how many New York has, but it's bigger and it hasn't sold out. Um. So yeah, that's... Oh, Luke pled with people that if you aren't a 10, then you should give your ticket up.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
3: And that he thinks that all 300 tickets in Seattle were purchased by maybe one, 100 people and that people are hoarding tickets.
2: <laughs> Which, well, maybe you should have found a venue where there was more seating available so that people could bring their significant others to the right. show.
3: Well, and also don't have it be an option that you can buy 10 tickets.
2: Well, it really, what got to me here was their genuine surprise that the tickets sold out so fast yeah like they'd never done this before and didn't know how many tickets that they should have up for sale it's this this is silly this has happened over and over where the tickets go really fast didn't that happen with the Chicago live show that you went to a couple of years ago I think those tickets went real fast obviously the rebar tickets um When they book tiny venues, it sells out in a matter of hours. And they're like, I just can't believe (laughs) it. they went that fast. Well,
3: and also they haven't been to these places before. They haven't been back Uh to New York since that Park Slope um, show, I think, back in radio days. So when you are doing this huge show in places where you haven't been, but you know that there's a concentration of fans, of course people are going to come out.
2: Uh Mm-hmm.
3: We'll see how it goes, like I said, I wish that they would the live shows would be thirty minutes because people only want to hang out with them. That's the yep. thing, so do a thirty minute show and then use the rest of the time to hang out. yep, they won't do it, but
2: agreed, and i they were trying to convince themselves while talking about them that they think there's probably only a few people who wanted tickets who didn't get them. I'm here to tell you that it's not the case. Oh no,
3: there's whole no. there's whole threads in both the Slack and the Tens page where people are pleading for tickets. At least for yep. here.
2: And that's only the people who are on the social media participation right. train. All all the people the silent tens. Mm-hmm. Who knows? None of us are surprised this is playing out <laughs> I mean, yeah. exactly the way that we figured mm-hmm. they would historically speaking.
1: As a compliment, I want to say I think the waffle house idea was a pretty good one. I mean, he cashed in a, a favor or whatever, and and uh, he he got a he got himself a, a venue he was sure to sell out, and <laughs> you know I think it's going to be a cute idea. And mm-hmm. and in defense of the live shows, they're they're getting better at them. I think the the Austin show was yes. great. The, the two this week were enjoyable. Yeah, I I like the live shows. Um, So, you know, yeah, they could sell tickets to just, you know, a quick live show and and whatever. But I mean, Point of Pride, they've been putting it up uh, lately. So.
2: Mm. Well, I mean, yes, I I agree. I think the Waffle House is fun and funny. I just think it's not practical.
3: They didn't count on people close coming. Like there's people from Mississippi coming like all around Mm -hmm. the South.
2: And mm-hmm. I,
3: yeah, that's
1: true. I, and
2: I just I just think that no matter uh, how good a job you're doing with the live shows, and I agree, I think they have definitely been better recently, uh, how, no, no matter how good a job you do with them, if people can't get tickets to see them, then ultimately it's a failure as far as I'm concerned.
1: Well, when you sell out um, your Waffle House live show in less than an hour, um, do you add more Dates to that Waffle House or do you add more <laughs> Waffle Houses to the tour? That's what I, I don't I know.
3: know. So what I would do, is and this is the reason why I said a half hour show, especially for the Waffle House, because that's going to be a nightmare. It's so small um, Yeah. that what they need to do is have come up with a really cool after party place mm-hmm. for Hangout.
1: Like a Waffle House, but... Because they've already been to the, <laughs> the Waffle House, it has to be yeah. a different kind of kitschy, right?
3: Or like a bar the or I something. IHop. Oh yeah, maybe there's an IHOP. <laughs> That's <laughs> fancy international. <laughs> well, I don't Pancake. think Super everyone fancy. can
1: afford. It. I don't think you should expect the fans to go somewhere that fancy after <laughs> for the after party. Should be a little more down market. Right. <laughs> All right, uh, fantasy role playing. They were talking about uh, Louis L'Amour this week. And I I have never cracked a Louis L'Amour book despite having been in prison. And I think that I might be the only person, <laughs> uh, the only person who uh, reads and, and understands English who who've never picked <laughs> one of those up. I mean, no, I picked them up, but I always put them back. But uh, yeah, um, I... I've got a general idea. From you could read the back and look at the cover and go, okay, you know, that's a piece of literature that you know.
2: They are books for men, as romance novels are for women. Yeah, essentially. Uh-huh. There's probably not as much sex. I don't know. I haven't actually read a Louis L'Amour book either, but the the sex is the horses and the cowboys.
0: Uh huh.
2: Wait. Or strangely enough, in the romance Wait, novels, Wait, there's the sex between the cowboys and, the and cowboys. horses? No, no.
3: I was like, wow, this is scandalous.
2: <laughs> I'm saying women read romances for the sex and men read Louis L'Amour for, like, the cowboys and the mm-hmm. adventure.
3: My grandma read those. That's the only person I know ever mm-hmm. that's read those.
1: Yeah. the w- Women do read them. Yeah, women read them. But uh, my experience in seeing them in abundance, I mean, if you were going to have a bonfire, I mean, Louis L'Amour books would have been. I mean, if you're having a riot and really want to get some kindling together, Louis L'Amour <laughs> books, you know, right. ha- bring them out, guys. Um, <laughs> the, so, so they were talking about, uh, I'm explaining for Bob Stein. How Louis L'Amour's original, uh, his, his actual name is Louis Lamoore, but it was spelled differently, and he put the like French stank on it, so it looks yep. cooler. And uh, it was probably Louis L'Amour or Louis Lamoore. <laughs> um, in and, in and Andrew is saying, well, if you're changing your name and you're gonna like write westerns, wouldn't you like really want to get something? authentic you know something cool like buck dustwell (laughs) (laughs) which and i've been watching my my second favorite movie of all time boogie nights i've been watching it a lot lately and it just that really really fucking got me i mean that was one of them that was i was laughing out loud i was busting a gut emily from across the house what the fuck is going on (laughs) buck dustwell She didn't know.
2: Have I told you guys about the time that I went to see Boogie Nights in the theater?
1: No. Uh, Please tell. Oh, please. I told told everyone we were going to slap together a great show this week. So...
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh it was in it was I was a senior in college and it had been in theaters for a long time. So I so I didn't see it until the end of its theatrical run and my roommate and I went on like a Saturday morning. So the theater was just about empty. It was the two of us and then probably like three or four rows behind us it was two college age guys. And so we watched the movie. Hey, wait, th-
1: did, did they do the college age guys thing where you have the seat between you? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay yep. so they were cool together were, but not together gay. yeah
2: yeah yeah <laughs> so we get to the the final the is it the ultimate scene or the penultimate scene i don't remember the one where marky mark is giving himself the pep talk mm-hmm. in the mirror
0: uh-huh.
2: and you know the scene where he drops his pants and you finally see the prosthetic penis in all its glory and so of course it's dead quiet in the movie theater and then you see the penis and from behind us i hear whispered Holy shit. <laughs> and my roommate and I laughed through all
1: the way through the
2: credits.
3: Well, and did you know that it was fake?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that wasn't my reaction when I saw in that. I'm not claiming any high ground over that reaction. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I knew it was fake because
3: I'm a huge, um, well, was maybe, yeah, was a huge Wahlberg fan. And so I knew all about it. Oh, like him mm-hmm. like being fitted for it and all this stuff. So I was just waiting for it the entire movie.
2: It was like uh, that episode of Friends where... Joey was supposed to play a character who was uncircumcised, <laughs> so they had to use a variety of lunch meats to figure out <laughs> what would make the best foreskin. So, figure there was Marky Mark and a team of lunch meat specialists oh, sure. figuring out the best He's option. Like, Must be There's bigger. There's
3: a show title. Must be bigger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, if if I could come up with some. Uh false name for Andrew. Uh I think Buck Dustwell is about as far from the truth right. as you could possibly get. <laughs> yeah.
3: Buck Dustwell eats cheese. He
2: was gonna be <laughs> Yeah. He was gonna be Buck Dustwell and not apologize to anybody and I was like, Well that's never gonna work.
3: <laughs> maybe it will be his alter ego though. And I hope that he maybe that he uses that as his Starbucks name. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they ought to be able to spell Buck. It's in the name of the story.
1: Right. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, I'm just getting over that theater story. <laughs> all right, uh, on the road again. Andrew is upset that the Marriott tried to force him to sign up for Bonvoy. Just mm-hmm. to get uh, free Wi-Fi. Uh, I, I, first of all, I want to say... I was I loved the rant, I I loved mm-hmm. his I loved his indignance. I loved how he stated his case. I loved uh, I loved everything about it, Andrew. It was very funny, and it was awesome. That being said, um, maybe a fake email account and then get all yeah. the free shit. Just make
3: you Buck a, a Gmail account.
1: Yeah, Buck Dustwell. Yeah, yeah Buck Dustwell sixty nine. At-
3: or give gives give your friends email yeah Ooh, sure that's sure. Mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lots of different no, options. no i
2: think on principle of the thing he's right that yes. wi-fi has become almost a utility as much as electricity or water or anything mm-hmm. and it's not something that you should have to pay for separately or that the hotel chain should be allowed to hold hostage to force you to sign up for their loyalty program but you know, as a practical matter, everybody knows, Hillary pointed this out when we were talking, everybody knows the quality of the hotel is inversely proportional to the availability of free Wi-Fi. You go to an expensive hotel, you don't get free Wi-Fi. You go to an expensive hotel, you don't get free breakfast either. That's just right. the way it mm-hmm. goes.
3: Um, But also I feel like, A lot of the reason, because Luke said, oh, I don't ever pay for that. I just go and have them take it off my bill. I think a lot of it is for business travelers because they just have expense accounts and it doesn't matter. Right. And they get away with that.
1: Which Andrew would have. You know, he didn't have to fight this fight. (laughs) He's trying to save the company money and he's, he's fighting about it and it's like. They are not asking you to fight. APM is not asking you to fight this Mm -mm. fight. They wouldn't. Um, So Luke went to uh, Paisley Park. And my takeaway from this was that he actually, that was one of his best tweets of all time. Um, Have you all seen the picture of him standing in front of the? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: What was the tweet? I I don't have Twitter up, but it was something like... um, it's not as impressive what I don't remember. It it feels more like a place where you're you're going to, you know, get uh, affordable affordable uh surgery covered by most insurance mm-hmm. or something. Outpatient surgery. And yeah, that place, wow. <laughs> I Anne, have you seen a lot of exteriors of that place? No. And have you ever been?
2: No, it's way south. Uh, southwest like one of the outer suburb rings and I'm in the north so I I don't have any don't reason to that go way. down to mm-hmm. Chanhassen unless I'm going to the Renaissance Festival which I'm usually not
3: <laughs> when Luke was talking about how there was so many pictures of prints and these are the people that inspired him and these are the people that were inspired by him I don't think that So I don't know much and someone can, we have a couple um, Prince fanatics that can um, tell me I'm wrong because I don't know, but it feels to me like this was meant to be put up as a museum. It always was intended that and This is, to me, it was more like the White House where he has living quarters and he doesn't go, he doesn't walk through the Mm -hmm. Prince Memorial (laughs) wing all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's just, you know, that's for other people.
2: Right. And and I think the one thing that Luke kept saying over and over again was that, you know, he was amazed that Prince had bad taste. And I was like, really?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, that building facade that that starts you off on the bad taste uh train
2: i mean the reason that prince was great was because he was so fiercely committed to his aesthetic right. but i mean that's not real life that's a that's a thing that he's yeah. doing i mean they always say money doesn't buy taste who cares how rich he is
1: well, he was never in good taste that was part of the appeal it was like yep. you know he was Distasteful for a lot of oh this guy oh he's scandalous mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so but then he I'd was like always to, pushing it. I'd
3: like to see what his the place he actually lived in,
1: what it looked like.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Was it purple velvet everywhere? I I don't know. Was there disco balls? I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And if
2: there was, what's wrong with that? Right. I could get mm-hmm. down with that. If I had as much money as Prince did, why the hell not? I kind
3: of want to go on this tour.
1: Well, the most interesting part of it for me was the talk about the basketball court that they had in there. And they were talking about uh, Luke, um, Luke went in there and he he just thought the ceilings were a little too low for a, a basketball gym. And was was uh, just, you know, wondering how, how Prince could play in there. And uh, my first thought was like, Prince was the only guy in the game that could play in there because... <laughs>
3: It was to his, his advantage, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's the only guy who could take his full jump shot and 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 hit splash and then anybody like 5'10 and over is going to try to take a shot and it's going to hit the ceiling. So Right,
2: do we think that Prince had a regulation height hoop?
1: I think yeah. Yeah, you want that because if you if you lower the hoop, then the the taller guys are going to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm as well oh, oh yeah you
2: keep well, it up if nobody to, else if nobody else is using it then that doesn't matter but if you're going to have people over to play then i suppose
1: he was very competitive he loved to play <laughs> so um this court i think was a huge home court advantage for prince
3: i love that he made pancakes for the WNBA <laughs> team that's my favorite story
2: i mean he was a funny little yeah. dude yeah. Uh, did you see the episode of New Girl that he was on? I did not. No, maybe. It, it was he it was really funny. He he played ping pong. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now I have to watch it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite episodes of the series. I think he did make pancakes in that one too. I can't remember. He must love pancakes. I feel like he cooked much yeah. respect. Well. Who doesn't? Right. I bet he went to the iHop. Oh
3: yeah. It's fancy. He could afford it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Uh well, speaking of celebrities, let's go to News You Can't Use. The one and only mm. news story, at least that I noted and that they put in the show notes this week was how John Travolta is at it again on awards shows. And instead of mispronouncing somebody's name, he was giving out a VMA award to Taylor Swift. And tried to give it to the wrong person, which they said is evidence that he doesn't know what Taylor Swift looks like. Now, I don't have a hard time believing that John Travolta does not know what Taylor Swift looks like. He's old, and he is at a level of celebrity where you don't have to know who anybody else is. And Taylor Swift brought a bunch of people up on stage with her. That were dressed. One of whom, who is a drag queen, who is, you know paying homage to her and so he got a little confused for a minute it's it's, I don't know I don't think it was embarrassing for him why does
3: John Travolta keep getting to do these award shows what has he done what why is he still relevant
2: honest to god he is has never been an actor that I have liked at all Mm. so I don't get it from any perspective
1: he certainly banked a lot
3: does he have a movie coming out or what no idea that's usually i don't know when they get to give these awards away i mean he's not he's not a musician
0: Mm -mm.
1: i
3: don't get it
2: i mean it's a good question what movies has he done that are good enough to cement his place. He did... Pulp Fiction. Obviously, Grease and Pulp Fiction. And what are the other good movies that he's made?
1: Battlefield Earth. Um...
3: <laughs> Wasn't Saturday Phase Night off? Live, didn't people like that one? Saturday oh, Night... Oh, yeah, Saturday Night Live, that Saturday would be a good Fever, one. Fever, whatever it's called, yeah. Uh-huh. Other than that... But other than that... Scientology. Boy, his that's what's kept urban him cowboy. relevant. Cowboy.
2: So, not much after... 1980
1: boy
3: anyway. in the bubble <laughs> face off oh face off, oh, face my off. was
2: gross
3: it was so terrible that was the first and maybe only movie that i openly heckled in the movie theater <laughs> because it was, <laughs> it was so bad heckleable. that made right. it like
2: yeah oh so, like, come on <laughs> yeah it was right at the peak of that i don't know eight or nine year stretch where we like Nicolas Cage totally can be an action hero. And he had all these huge movies, and I was like, who is making these yeah, decisions? Why? Nicolas Cage is gross. Yeah.
1: Those were two hairlines that never should have been combined. <laughs> two hairline streams you should not cross.
2: Even Well, they talked about how uh, he has finally abandoned the hair pieces. Thank God. Uh, and was bald. I agree. I looked at the picture of him, and they said he looked good, and I think he, he does look Better without the rug.
1: He looks better with his confidence on rather than the fucking. Yep. rug. He doesn't
2: look creepy.
3: He looked nope. creepy. Yeah, before. and
1: he was doing some like um really dark black like chia shit for a while. Yes, like um that
3: was the most creepy. That's
1: just that was freaking me out because I was thinking of like his maid just scrubbing the fucking shower, going, oh Dios. Mio.
2: Well, I think the thing really about John Travolta is probably 100% of the time there is some level of fentanyl in his bloodstream. shut up. Don't you think? Shut up. There has to be. (laughs) He lives his life. I mean, if, if one of these days he... Dies and they find, you know, some combination of painkillers in his system. Didn't, no, was that, um, that pitcher, that young pitcher, Tyler Skaggs, was that his name? That 27 year old one that they found dead in a yeah. hotel room. The report just came out that said it was a mixture of, you know, Oxycontin, fentanyl, and something else in his bloodstream. And I was like, yeah, of course. When you find someone just dead in a hotel room, that's yeah. Yeah. probably what it is, and I think I will not be surprised if that happens to Travolta. Boy, I hope he doesn't listen to this, because he's so gonna sue me. Mm.
1: And we already got Shmadam, <laughs> Shmadam lined
2: Maybe we can hire Shmadam Shmaposa to defend oh, us. Yeah, yeah, one. we've
1: already complimented him greatly on the show. Maybe he could <laughs> give us some mm-hmm. pro bono work, you know what I mean? Oh,
2: gross. <laughs> well, I just think this story about John Travolta was a non-story. Really, it didn't seem to be yeah. much of anything, and we were just we were just trying to make it a story. I was waiting for the what for the
1: story, you know. It's like, yeah. Okay.
2: And could
1: happen to anyone.
2: All right, I mean he's sixty-five years old. Right. Yeah.
1: I can barely make out Taylor Swift, so right, and I'm fifty-three. My dad not.
2: could not tell you who Taylor Swift well, is.
3: And Taylor Swift surrounded by people that are also dressed like her.
1: <laughs> right? Yep. Right. Right. One of these young, eh, whatever. This shouldn't be a news story.
2: Nope. Well, let's go on to a, a TBTL news story, breaking news story this week. That This is my favorite thing of the entire week. I've mm. called the segment, Emily Sets the Record Straight. This is our girl, Emily in Minnesota, Emily Lind, who wrote into the show, actually it was a voicemail, to finally correct them on their pronunciation of, quote, octopodes. She first uh, says, as we have discussed on the show, that octopuses and octopi are acceptable plurals for octopus. And if you want to use the fancy one that Luke is so proud of knowing, it's not pronounced octopodes, it's pronounced octopodes.
1: And Luke
2: spends the next five minutes (laughs) trying to pick his brain back up off the floor (laughs) because (laughs) his mind is so blown by octopodes.
3: It is a cool name.
2: Emily very helpfully explained that it's from the Greek like Heracles is how it goes. I can I totally can understand the confu- I didn't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. it either, but then I would never try to use it. Um but usually octo is does not have the emphasis on the second syllable. Hmm. So you would it's like octomom. It's not octomom. Hmm. So uh The assumption is... From the Greek
1: Octomom?
3: Yeah, I love that you use Octomom as the
2: (laughs) example. (laughs) All right, Octothorpe. There we go. I played Octopodes
1: in a uh, high school production.
2: uh, (laughs) Exactly.
1: Shakespeare, so...
2: So as far as I'm concerned, this is the best thing to happen in a long time (laughs) on the show. Thank you, Emily. (laughs) She mentioned that she had just the other times that it came up, she had been time managing, and she was so far behind that when she got to the talk, she was like, well, it's too late to say anything <laughs> now, but this time she happened to be on track. So she took care of it for once and for all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. Yes.
3: Um, our next topic is picky eating. Um, Luke went to a vegetarian butcher shop, which is interesting called the, herbivorous butcher herbivorous yeah herbivorous um i don't know if i would even go to this
2: i uh, i have a vegan friend who goes here often oh, really? and he was so excited when it opened he talks about it all the time and how awesome hmm.
3: it is okay it has a it.
2: great reputation it's a very popular place and they
3: cook the food too or you just take it home
2: I think you just take it home. I actually, I don't know. I've never been there.
1: Well, let me tell you something. There's a video of uh, <clears throat> uh, Luke taking Andrew to the herbivorous butcher, and it's in the it's the Hey Dummies video, of course, in the newsletter this week, and it's really uh, it's really fun to watch because um, Andrew tries both the. Korean ribs and the regular ribs, and he gets one napkin for I think the both of them. And there's and there's no seating. It is a take at home. Um, so there's no seating, but outside there are uh, there's a bench. So they're they're sitting on a bench, and Andrew is trying to eat ribs, um, multiple ribs with one napkin, and you can imagine how uncomfortable he looks. <laughs> And he's a little pissed off, but eventually uh, I think he comes around by the end. And uh, and I guess the ribs are pretty good. Oh, not not to spoil it, but I oh. guess they taste uh, pretty good. But I would try this place, sure. I mean, I don't I don't give a shit if there's meat as long as something tastes good. Tastes yeah.
2: good, yeah. yeah. That's all I care about. Mm. The question is, why can't he ask for an additional napkin? Yes, or eight. <laughs> They Maybe it's like they're, they're, it there's him. an herbivorous
1: Nazi back there where if you ask for an extra <laughs> napkin, they just say, no ribs for you. you know?
3: yeah. It was ribs or napkin, not both.
1: <laughs> right.
3: Wait, but he carries wet naps in his man purse. Right? Isn't that... <laughs> oh. I don't know. Does he?
1: I need to review the video. I don't know if the man right. purse is in evidence.
3: <laughs> in other news luke went found a vegetarian or no just a a, italian restaurant um where they had vegetarian lasagna and he went back every day
2: and the thing was he got embarrassed because the server remembered called him out for ordering the exact same thing two nights in a row that can't be right can it luke must have gotten uncomfortable and said something like Haha, two nights in a row same food well, because what server would ever didn't she say, bring that up? Didn't
3: she say do you want pepper on it like yesterday? That's not shaming you.
2: That's another one of those things that he's way over. Mm-hmm. No one cares. Oh I forgot to say on the prince thing briefly the tweet that he said everybody got upset at him for Tweeting that the, the uh, Paisley Park was looked like an office block and somebody, some a bunch of people got on his case and then a bunch of people started liking that tweet. Number one, there was one tweet where some sanctimonious person said, did you ever stop to think that they may have done it that way on purpose? Mm-hmm. And that tweet had no likes on it. Hmm. So he is inflating the reaction as he is inflating how much the mm. server... Cared or what a big deal they made about it over this veggie lasagna.
3: And he might have, he probably felt embarrassed about it. I mean, because he said, I almost got one to go to eat later. Well, you Mm -hmm. should have. Um, Yeah. And maybe the server was just trying to be like, I remember you in a nice way. Mm -hmm. Like, I want tips and I want you to know that I remember you. Not, oh, you again getting the same thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And have you ever been to this restaurant?
2: No, he said what the name was, but I wasn't familiar with it, so.
3: He said it was delicious, at least the lasagna.
2: <laughs> yes, I <laughs> want vegetarian lasagna. I guess I know mm-hmm. where to go now. He needs somebody to go with when he's yeah. eating, I think. he. You said that you haven't gone to a restaurant by nope. yourself, right, Christy? That's just no, something just... that you have to do yet.
3: Yeah, when I like get lunch to go and I take it back Yeah. to my desk, but I've never.
2: I will go eat... By myself in restaurants, no problem. The only thing I don't like is when they say, would you like to sit at the bar or would you like a table or a booth? And I don't Mm -hmm. want to sit at the bar because I don't want to talk to the bartender. What? Right. Just give me a little table. It's fine. I'm not actually looking for company. Right. (laughs) I came here to be alone. Yeah. Well, not necessarily that, but I don't have a problem with sitting and eating alone. I don't need the bartender to like be my lunch date. Chat
3: you up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, a, a final category, TBTL Frendos. We actually have two TBTL Frendos. I guess three if you count Stu. But there were two live shows on in the rotation this week. On Monday, they played the show from the Thing Festival. Do we say the Thing Festival or just Thing Festival, Christy?
3: Well, uh, um, it, everywhere it said the Thing and Thing was in all caps. Uh huh. So I guess that's it.
2: Okay, I still think it's a terrible name.
3: It's a really bad name.
2: But whatever they, whatever they want to do, I guess.
3: No, I wonder if... Wasn't the the thing... Wasn't it a um, like a movie monster? Uh-huh. Because it's the people that also did Sasquatch. So I wonder if that's the kind of thing
1: they're going for. Oh. But was the movie thing the thing or thing?
2: I think it was the thing. The thing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: So next year is... Swamp Man or The Fly or whatever. I don't
2: know.
1: Hmm. I
2: like this. I like this much better. Fly,
1: (laughs) Yeah, Fly. Year two is Fly. Oh, that's great. Change it every year (laughs) to something equally puzzling.
2: But what about the year that it's Chupacabra? That just doesn't Um, roll off the top. Yeah, people (laughs) can't say that. No. (laughs) Well, so they did the live show with guest Chris Gethard. And I don't really know what to say about their conversation too much, because they talked a lot about his podcast, Beautiful Anonymous. And did you listen to that before? I listened to a, have listened to a couple of episodes in the past, and I just, it was, I don't know, I didn't connect with it enough. He seems like a likable personality, but it just mm-hmm. wasn't what I was looking for. I think I don't n- need to roll the dice quite yeah. that much on my... <laughs> content
3: well on Friday I said he would, like that guest I don't know who that is so I definitely decided I wasn't going but he was a delight mm-hmm. I really liked him he is hilarious and even though he didn't know what TBTL was he rolled with it
2: yeah
1: I really enjoyed the show a lot and I liked him a lot I think the reason that we don't At least I'm. I think I'm speaking at least for Anne, uh, and me about this. Um, The reason we don't enjoy that type of show is the same reason that we were attracted to TBTL in the first place, and that was something born from um, Jen was coming out of an awful experience of a nighttime radio show that was taking calls from dummies, and it's just. You want a comfortable place and not a place where it's just, uh, well, let's see who just got off a bus in Everett and is walking to oh, the laundromat, you know?
3: I was just going to say that anytime TVTL took a call, it went terrible. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and Jen generally did not want to do it. And she would really only put them through if she thought it, something was, you know, urgent. <laughs> Uh, and we were fine. We found other ways to communicate with the show, you know?
2: Yeah. I feel the same way about questions at live shows. Oh. They just make me sweat Me too. so much. Yeah. And usually if there's a podcast, um that does a live show and does questions at the end i'll just stop listening there because i'm like Mm -hmm. i can't take it even like on um pod save america they used to do that on their live shows i think they've stopped doing that lately thank god but i'm like i can't i can't listen to this it's it's terrible i just i want to pull my shirt up over my face i went to a a play once at the guthrie theater here the big theater in town it was um Caroline or Change, for anybody who cares, which is written by Tony Kushner, the same guy who wrote Angels in America. And we just happened to go on the night that they were doing a Q&A no. with the director and the cast after the show. And so we were like, sure, we'll stay and see the actors and listen to them talk. And it was mortifying yeah. to watch people get up to the microphone yeah. and ask questions because... So, oh. They're terrible. It's
3: people think it's their time to shine. This yep. isn't about you. Just sit uh, the fuck down. That's yep. a, I've been to two, I guess recently, and the people, um, told rules before. You yep. can only ask one thing, and it has to be a question. And Lindy West went on and said, "This is what a question is. <laughs> Don't start with a story about yourself." And someone started
1: when I was it, and she would say, "Nope." didn't luke talk about this this week um some kid yes luke's
2: screening of napoleon dynamite the kid who asked the question and then got back in line Mm -hmm. and asked another question and it was one that somebody had just asked previously
0: yeah so
2: well on my brother my brother and me which is a a show that's built on people asking advice questions they've actually gone to pre-screening The questions. They make people email them or tweet them in before Mm -hmm. the show. And then they pick which ones they want to use because it was just out of hand.
1: So the opposite of of Gethard's thing.
2: Yes. Yeah. I just, I don't.
3: The And have you, do you listen to the Good Place podcast? I do. do. Do you remember when he's done the Comic Con, when he said, questions start with things like who? What, where, when, and why? Did you not start with
2: I, I skipped that episode,
3: oh, you should listen to it <laughs> I just like for I that. can't
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, first, let me start with you know you don't want to hear that that's that's one of those phrases right. you don't want to yeah,
2: I have a short statement I'll be reading <laughs> yeah. before. Here's I- my
1: script that I wrote <laughs> in my own experience.
2: And of course, this isn't everybody. Every once in a while, you'll get like a gem of a question. But the ratio of good questions (laughs) to people who just want a moment of connection with the people, it's just so terrible that I'm like, nope, I'm out of here. Well, so no questions on this live show with Chris. Gethard, who was, I thought, delightful. There was a whole bit about how he hates illusionists so much, and I couldn't tell how much of that was just put on because the show had been delayed, because the illusionist before them had gone like an hour over time Mm -hmm. and was apparently kind of an asshole to boot like he didn't want them backstage he didn't want luke to drop his bag off backstage presumably because they would see his secrets
3: Uh i guess (laughs) i thought that whole that whole thing was so funny the bit whether it was real or not so funny because it's true
1: I just kept imagining this this guy with some, you know, pretty heavy eye makeup, you know.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) In semi-outrage. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm cool with stage magicians like sleight of hand and the tricks and the sawing the lady in half and stuff like that. But when you get to your David Copperfields and your Chris Angels and Mm -hmm. you're making the Statue Mm -hmm. of Liberty disappear. Carefully
1: sculpted facial hair.
2: Yeah,
3: that's... That's lame. Now I want to look it up. I mean, because they have the list of everybody that oh, was there. Right. Now I need to find out because he probably has a really stupid name too. I really yeah. hate
1: to, uh, if I have accused him of wearing eye makeup that he does not participate in. <laughs> as a me- I thought as a member of the union, the illusionist, you know, four three oh nine illusionist Michael. You have to. <laughs> you well, have what to if he was more?
2: What if he was more of an El Ropo than a Chris Angel? <laughs> Shut up.
1: <laughs> Shut up. That's a show title right there.
2: <laughs> um, let's see. What else did oh, they do? Oh,
3: his what? name was Scott Sylvan Wonders at dark, at Dusk.
1: Oh, slack it.
3: Oh, he's bad. It's bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, slack no. It slack okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, I need to turn away when I'm yelling.
2: Um, so, um, this brings up a a thread of conversation where Andrew talks about how anxious he was before the show. I think this was on a later day. I think on Tuesday they talked about this afterwards, about how Andrew was really worried that he was unintentionally rude to some TBTL listeners Mm -hmm. because he was waiting outside the tent for Scott. What's his
3: name? Scott Sylvan, Wonders at Dusk.
2: Yeah, Wonders at Dusk. He was waiting for Scott Sullivan Wonders at Dusk to finish up, and he was really anxious about getting in there and setting up, and we're running late, and we're going to do... And then, of course, people wanted to talk to him, Mm -hmm. and he was distracted, so he was like, oh, thank God, Luke, you were there to be your usual charming self, and Luke was like, uh... I was kind of worrying about the same thing. So I was not totally at my best. Mm. So they worried about that for a while. Hopefully nobody thought that they were rude. And if they did, hopefully they listened to that. So yeah, they would understand that it was not intentional. Uh, they did a Port Townsend trivia quiz, which was basically, is this something, is this a true fact about Port Townsend or is this something we made up? Uh, which Chris didn't really do very well on, but I wouldn't have expected him to because no. that stuff was buck wild. But we did find out that there is a place that does a secret waffle breakfast. Like I can't
3: believe Luke didn't ever go there.
2: I know. Like, you just know a guy. It's not advertised mm-hmm. or anything. You just go to a guy's house and he makes waffles. I don't know. I'd I don't go. know that I would do that. But I'm, you know, Luke's more adventurous about that stuff than I am.
3: I would go if I don't have to talk to the guy. So I need to know the situation. (laughs) Like, do I just get, Mm. do I just do a head nod and I get waffles? Or does he want friends?
2: Oh, I mean, I don't want, I don't want any friends. How transactional is this? Yes.
1: (laughs) I would just go ahead and spring for, for IHOP. You know, and avoid the whole situation altogether. Right well, together.
3: I don't have IHOP money, so... <laughs> you
1: don't have that IHOP money lying around?
2: <laughs> you got to go to the secret waffle speakeasy, yes. <laughs> All right.
1: I can't judge you, you know. No.
2: <laughs> well, so uh, the Thing Festival show starts the week on Monday, and then we round it up the week on Friday with the live show at the Minnesota State Fair from the Minnesota Public Radio booth. They had guest Brandy Brown, who is a local comedian. I hadn't heard of her, but, you know, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, and she is also a self-proclaimed fair expert. And so they had her on to talk about her experiences at the Minnesota State Fair. And Stubat was there repping for Surly, as usual. It was nice to hear from him. So, they had a good chat about Brandy's quest to get Amy Klobuchar to acknowledge <laughs> that the Minnesota state fair is the best state fair. Like she can understand that when Amy was in Iowa, she had to, you know, kind of try to play all sides, but can't she just admit now that she's in her home state that we have the best state fair?
3: Yeah, it's really weird. Um, but this Brandy is hilarious. Yes. Um, we are big fans of her because she's on this kid's podcast called Smash Boom Best. Oh. Um, and she is so funny on it. I did not know she was going to... Um, I, I honestly thought she was a kid because they have a lot of kids on there. Um, and she's just so funny and like bubbly that I didn't expect. Um her th- so then i've looked up her um comedy it's really funny there she has one um like seven minute comedy act from acme now i want to go see her she is so funny and i love how she hates on other states like she <laughs> talks about about wisconsin iowa it's so funny i thought her um thing what what is that highway you guys always talk about 35. 35. When she said that the Iowa State Fair isn't even the second best on I-35. <laughs> <laughs> that it's Minnesota, then Texas.
2: I've never been to the Texas State Fair, so I can't compare. I don't see why we should have to rank them anyway, except that mine's the best.
1: And Anne. <laughs> Anne yes, serious question. Yes. Yeah. Shorthand.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Iowa. Hicks, uh Wisconsin drunks. Sure. Yeah. That's. I mean, <laughs> brandy. Straight. They brandy. That's what she. That's she veins, You know, she.
3: What her stew as well.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 For sure. But that's in Minnesota. That's a. That's a thing. That's a. Lo- right. That's a love language between y'all. We don't. Is, is, yeah. 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 This, the the hatred and the centralized just these traits.
2: I I, I would say that is an accurate assessment although we kind of feel that iowa is so far beneath us that know, not even about not really. it. Yeah. we're not going to get into yeah. it with them now those cheeseheads they can go fuck themselves yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: yeah a
3: worthy rival is there a thing with isn't there a thing with north dakota too
2: no not there's no people oh. in north dakota we don't oh. care about
3: but them but fargo
2: but fargo is practically minnesota it's right yeah. on oh, okay. the sure. the state border it's I mean, it's like um, Kansas City and Moscow, uh, Kansas Idaho. and Kansas City, Missouri. Mm. Yeah, it's there's Fargo and there's Moorhead, and they're right next to each other in different okay. states. So
0: we don't Vancouver, really Washington.
2: there's there's nobody in the Dakotas. They can't compete right. with us. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just them no. on the oil fields.
1: They're oh. very cute. Just pat them on the head and set them off to <laughs> get their oil.
3: Her take on the state fair is so funny. I love that she wears the shirt that she had made for her grandfather on yeah the first that was day. really cute her tweets are amazing i love that she said in iowa they have a cow but it's hollow we have princesses they're not
2: <laughs> the dairy princesses are great i've never I seen saw- the butter cow so i can't say but princess Kay of the milky way she's a big deal
3: i saw a picture she's posted a lot of pictures Mm -hmm. Now it's making me actually want to go back and listen to Thursday when Andrew was telling his story about being there with his friend Brandy. I had no idea who she was at the time, so now I want to go back and listen to his his tales.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of uh, his tales, they previewed the llama costume contest, and then Andrew did talk on Thursday in detail about going to see the llama costume contest must be relatively new because i haven't caught that before but it sounded really fun i was confused because he said once that the kids were between six and eight years old and then he said sixth to eighth grade yeah i don't
3: think he knows the difference no
2: no well it's true he doesn't actually he can't um, put ages on kids at all so um
3: so you haven't seen that have you seen the
2: 4-h musical Oh, yes. Yes, I have. Are they good? It's how are we defining good? Is it wonderful? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Are any of those children going to end up on Broadway? Probably not. (laughs) Did
3: you ever participate?
2: No, I was never in 4-H. I am a city kid through and through, but um, it's very fun. I cannot even remember the one that I saw what it was about or anything. I just remember the enthusiasm and the commitment with which those kids really tackled the singing and the dancing. So So I I agree with Andrew that it was just wonderful to watch them doing their thing.
3: Is it the whole fair? They do it every day?
2: I don't know. I, I don't think so. I remember the set being... Pretty large, like in the middle of the 4-H building. It's not something that you would um, put up or tear down very quickly. So I think they probably do it multiple days. But they're not going to have the kids stay there for all 12 days of the fair. I don't think a lot of them go back to school.
3: uh So have you gone yet this year?
2: I haven't. I'm not sure if I'm going to. What? I don't know. I'm not. That's your thing. It. I'm not
1: feeling it.
3: How no. long do these
1: things go? Jesus, couple Seems of like weeks, so. days. Yeah,
2: it always goes. Uh, it starts on a Thursday and then it runs th- uh, a week and then to the through Labor Day the next week. So not quite two weeks. So
3: today is your like this is your last couple days that you could go. Yeah,
2: tomorrow is Labor Day, and so that'll be. My last day. It used to be so easy. I actually lived within a 10-minute walk of there so that I could just walk up. And so for then for years, even after I moved out of that apartment, I used to go back and park down there and just walk. But they have changed everything all around and closed the gate that you would go into. And so I had to go and walk like half an hour from that parking spot Mm. to get in. And I just, I'm too tired. (laughs) It's at the end of a long day. It's a long way back.
3: Um, I think I'm going to be there next year. My dad said that we're we're going next year.
2: That's awesome.
3: Yeah. So we'll, I want you to be my tour guide.
2: Oh, yeah. We can go healthy or we can go unhealthy. Speaking of which, uh, Luke did not even try to find anything to eat at the state fair. There are tons of vegetarian options just because they were directly across from the pork chop on a stick mm-hmm. place. That... that Stand blows smoke like something else. When On you purpose, are, right? Yeah, when you're sitting at the Minnesota Public Radio area and the wind is coming from the right direction, you just absolutely get encased in smoke, in porky, porky smoke.
3: <laughs> I wonder, do, were there other shows that did live shows there? Is that what that booth is about?
2: Yeah. Okay. The, I don't know exactly what it is. So like the regular schedule, they'll usually do at least some of that from there. All the TV stations have setups there too. And so they'll do all their daytime broadcasts from the fair. And then they'll like go back to the studio for the night broadcast. But a lot of the radio shows then just do all their broadcasting from the fair at least for a couple of days. I cool. forget. They all get to do whatever the heck they want. So, Luke and Andrew had to, you know, be done at 2 because it was going to be Paul Hutner's weather hour or <laughs> whatever.
3: <laughs> weather facts with and Paul Hutner. I have a question. I need you to tell me about these cookies.
2: Sweet Martha's cookies. They're a fair institution you can buy the paper cone of cookies but why bother you just buy a bucket they're like 15 dollars for the bucket and the thing is
1: bucket define yes give me
2: um like a like a pail with a lid a bucket i have a couple i can take a picture of one and please do send it to you um i use it to hold my sugar because i thought that was appropriate
1: you dismiss the cone as like trivial there's not enough And then you went straight to the bucket. I'm just wondering, you know. um,
2: Here's the thing about Sweet Martha's. What they do is they give you your bucket. They take your bucket of cookies and they fill it up. And then they take another scoop of cookies and they put it on top of that. And then they take another scoop of cookies and they put it on top of that. And you're like, well. They can't put any more on top. And then they take another scoop and they basically make this mountain Uh of cookies sort of balanced on top of one other hot, fresh from the oven, chocolate chip cookies. And then they give you this whole thing and the ground around... The cookie booths is just littered with cookie corpses because they're all just falling off. And you have to eat at least two dozen before you can put the lid on the bucket, which gets to be a little problematic. If you have a cone and you have a few people, then you can all get like four cookies, I guess, if that's all you want. But it's (laughs) just the cone is even harder to handle (laughs) than the bucket.
3: Oh my gosh. I'm seeing, I I just looked it up. They look delicious. Mm-hmm. It's cool. in 2016, they did an article about her that she makes $3 million in 12 days.
2: Yep. She used to be like a, uh, I don't remember if she was, she was a teacher. She was like a teacher at a Catholic school who 20 years ago or 30 years ago just started this booth. And now, yeah. It's huge oh my gosh. it's it's insane, and of course they hire all these teenagers, and it's blazing hot inside the booth, and they're all just up in each other's business, and their racks of cookies coming and going and buckets, and it's madness it's great
3: Why don't you go to the fair today just for that bucket?
2: <laughs> See this is the problem with the bucket is that it's. T- even I cannot eat two dozen chocolate chip co- cookies at once. Yeah, that's a lot.
1: When's the fair going to get into the DoorDash business? <laughs> oh,
3: you that's can, a good idea.
2: You can buy Sweet Martha's cookies. I think they sell the dough, like in the freezer section locally. It's not the same. I know it's really not.
1: Just you, you just you know you go on go on the app right now and you send uh-huh. some poor bastard out there and uh uh-huh. you know and and they say it's going to be six hours and 48 minutes is that okay and you say fucking okay and then just set it <laughs> you know set it and forget it you know what i mean here come the Give cookies them
2: cookies <laughs> traditionally you really should get your sweet marthas as you're leaving the fair because uh, gotcha. you don't want
1: to sure. carry Snubs. all that around with
0: you
2: right but by the time you're leaving. You're so full on all the other gross foods that you've eaten. It's a real catch-22 is the problem. It. So I just found something that
3: says there are approximately four dozen cookies in the pail. That's what I'm saying.
0: Jesus.
3: Wow. Wow. Okay, well, I know we definitely have to get
2: that. Yes. Oh my gosh, I then we could go to the Blue Moon diner and get the sweet corn ice cream, which is the best ice cream I've ever had. There's a place that sells something called the Minneapolis pie, which is a fried deep-fried hand pie like you know what they used to have at McDonald's when mm-hmm. they were good. Yeah. <laughs> there's the dairy barn, there's cheese curds at the the mouse trap in the food barn. At, we can get teriyaki ostrich on a stick. If No, you don't eat meat, but I don't. But
1: Papa Q does. Is it, he is it good? That. Teriyaki ostrich?
2: It was really salty, I thought. I like it salty. It's not my favorite. Um, you can get uh, alligator on a stick. You can get key lime pie on a stick. You can get macaroni and cheese. Uh, you can get falafels. Luke could have gotten those. Cinnamon rolls. Uh, something called the twister potato, which is basically like one. Like they peel a po- a lo- a potato in a spiral, and then they mm. deep fry that. What the Australian deep fried battered something rather? other, I, that those are too much. I there's so much food, it's unbelievable. And for people who like the alcohols, there's the a liney lodge Banshell, where you can just get line and google stuff there's the international beer garden there's all the cheap beer places i usually go to the fair a little bit earlier in the day because if you get into the evening hours that's when the like drinking and smoking crowd comes Mm -hmm. out and it's everybody's like standing around with the beer glass and a cigarette and in the same hand it's it's sort of that do do
3: they have concerts there
2: they do. They have a big uh concert every night at the Grandstand which could be Hootie and the Blowfish, it could be Keith Urban, it could be whatever 80s big 80s acts could be. Then they have a bunch of free concerts around. They'll do like a a big who Belinda Carlisle was there this year, oh. I think on one of the free stages one evening but then they have uh acts throughout the day at uh, all the different free stages so it's always you know stuff that mike loves like bluegrass Mm -hmm. and world music i saw a klezmer group once just because i i think i saw the new alm men's german choir (laughs) wearing their lederhosen and everything (laughs) one year that's amazing. It's, so it's like the Olympics. Of... It's stuff that you are absolutely not interested in at any other time of the year and then when the Olympics comes you're like, "Ooh, luge." Yeah. yeah.
3: But mm-hmm. if you have 4 dozen cookies in a bucket, mm-hmm. it's it's okay.
2: That's true. Yeah. And you can if you get tired and hot, you go to the horse coliseum because it's air conditioned and it's an arena so there's tons of seats and then you see the most wonderful things going on sometimes they're like showing different types of cattle or they might be doing sheep dog trials or they're doing the like wagon teams. so they have these big like painted wagons and like the big clydesdale type horses or i've seen different races or llama people, demolition like,
1: derbies
2: Wow. It could be, it could be, and even if there's nothing going on in there, invariably the tractor with the giant rake is like raking the dirt in the arena, and my brother Carl calls it a ground bony, because it's like a Zambony, <laughs> but for the ground, and you can just sit there and watch it for like 45 minutes, sure. it's the That's best. Awesome. Do they have,
3: so I have heard at the Iowa State Fair they have a whole thing for baby animals, like Lambs being born and Mm -hmm. chickens and everything.
2: They have that? It's called the Miracle of Birth Center. Um, There are always things being born there. I don't usually go there because it's so crowded. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say two-thirds of the people in there like only come up to my thigh because they're all three to five years old. So it's hard to move around in there without like Mm -hmm. knocking over a kid. But there's like chicks and ducks and bunnies and... Piglets and everything's getting
3: born. Oh, do you just like do people just bring their pregnant animals to the fair and hope that it gives? I don't know. I don't know how
2: it uh, gets coordinated, but they
1: they must have have a lot of families on the line. You know, like, uh, like probably fifteen to twenty, like breeders, just like give me, give me some freshies. Let's go got some we, we got sheep
2: that are close <laughs> yeah, they have multiple births throughout the day so we got a show to do a decent chance yep mm-hmm.
1: who you got bring them
2: you can go to the dog building and you can actually see live surgeries they have a surgery suite that they have wait, wait, like wait, big wait. windows on and cameras and so you Why? can watch them i Why don't you know do that? i've never watched the surgery but you could if you wanted to
1: now, wow. you don't want to watch a surgery with, without knowing the dog's going to be okay. You you know like you're, <laughs> yes. I'm all right with watching a dog surgery in a movie when I know the dog is going to live, but mm-hmm. uh, no, no.
3: But in real life, they don't have the does the dog live app to tell no. you. No.
2: Well, they don't. maybe it's better than if we stay outside in the bleachers and watch the dog agility trials.
3: Yes. Yes. I would do that. <laughs> Anything with dogs. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
2: So what I'm saying is I'll start working on the itinerary for next year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> mm. uh, anything else? Let's go to final thoughts. Do we have anything that was especially good this week that we want to highlight?
1: I think I already talked about uh, Luke's tweet mm-hmm. from in front of Prince's uh, place and then uh, Buck Dustwell, of course. Uh, was... <laughs> yeah. Oof. Everything yep. Brandy said. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Chris, do you have a must listen?
3: I think Monday and Friday, both great. Yeah, I agree. Have you noticed that they, especially Andrew, has a live show voice? Yes, yes, and yes. I like it. It's mm-hmm. he's kind of he's more sing songy and funny, and is quick on mm-hmm. the jokes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wonder if it's because he's not like shopping online at the same time. <laughs>
1: I prefer to think he's engaging with the audience instead of, uh, yeah. you know, sort of. I don't want to say Listening. knuckling under uh, to or to the host. falling
3: asleep because he's heard the same story a million times.
1: Uh, well.
2: I think the live shows it's more that um, there's a minimum amount of navel gazing
1: mm-hmm. in a
2: live show, so he can't get like down an E
1: Yeah, you got to go get it. Feelings
2: or anything? Yeah. Yep. There's, You can't spend a lot of time on self-doubt and recrimination during a live show. No. So I, I think no. that really brings him up a little bit. Well, let's do a little housekeeping. Housekeeping! Um, wait, I didn't put these things on here. What's the NYC 10's pre-function, Kelly?
1: The uh, live show in New York City coming up are... Uh, our- good friend of the show, Kelly McBride Fulkers, uh, has put together a like little itinerary or I, I don't know. I don't know what to call it, but like an event for um, get together before that show. And uh, we're going to put it up on our um, page. But um, the NYC 10s, it's already in there. And then I think it's already been put up on the stands as well. I don't think
3: that it's before the live show. It's not? It's September 13th. I'm looking at it now. September 13th, they're going to take the Staten Island Ferry back and forth and drink.
1: Right. But when is the show?
2: October September 3rd?
3: Oh, yeah. at
1: uh, the end of the sorry. month. Sorry. This is totally. an addition to that. Yes. My mistake. Nevertheless, get together. Go. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I wish I could. That sounds really fun.
2: Yeah, Yeah. now I know what you're talking about. I saw Mm. that post. Yeah. I think Bobby said it was a really good use for the Staten Island ferry. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The other use is to get a free, close look to the Statue of Liberty without having to go on that dumb tour.
2: Oh, I can get behind that too. Yep. All right.
1: Man, I need to go to a fair. I need to go to New York. (laughs) Places I've never been
2: um buy stuff from us we have merchandise at littleredbandwagon.com um christy are the stickers still free with purchase yes excellent every purchase you make you get some free lrb stickers that's a good value so pick up a t-shirt or a hoodie or a tote bag or a mug from us or all um yes all of it (laughs) the archive project is on hiatus i'm sure we'll get back to it eventually bigger and better than ever uh buy stuff from amazon littleredbandwagon.com slash amazon is our portal wherein whereby we get a few pennies from the things that you purchase we're going to do uh, another uh, Final Friday show where we look at the list of amazing things that you bought. So if there's something exceptionally weird that you've been putting off, um, <laughs> buy it within the next month so that we can see it and t- talk about get it. it.
1: Get <laughs> it. Get it. Please.
2: And on our uh, sister podcast, Earbuds and Earworms, the theme this week is Staying Alive songs about hearts and heartbeats. I don't know if she'll be able to get enough material for that but uh, that should be a fun show
3: um, and how you can get involved go to littleredbandwagon.com and throw your throwyourphone.com to you know make up for this week and you can also go back and if you're time banditing, listen to what that was and send us those this week um, you can find us on Facebook our show Twitter is at LRB podcast you can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com and send us a voicemail no memo do it on your phone and send it to us um you can also fax us at 617-354-8513 and listen to brandy on bill corbett's Funhouse podcast
2: (laughs) indeed yeah
3: Um, i haven't listened yet but i do enjoy her on smash boom best if you have kids or just You like shows about debate You should listen to that show Until next time This is the next party
1: Jen This one goes out to you You can do it at a trot You can do it at a gallop You can do it real slow So your heart won't palpitate Just don't be late Do the Puyallup Do the Puyallup To the Pure. Love you, Jen.
2: Nailed it.
3: What that's the sad part about it not being called the Piot Fair anymore. What's it called now? The Washington State Fair.
1: They really yes. don't play that anymore? No. It's now the
3: official the Washington fuck? State Fair. Uh still gross scones. New name.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: right. <laughs>